Welcome to Main Menu for December 23rd, 24th, 2011. Hello, I'm your host David Tanner. Glad you could be with us today here on Main Menu. As we come into our first program, the first of two weeks of holiday programs that uh, will be just slightly different than the normal Main Menu programs. Primarily, the material will be the same, but we have a few additional little tricks around our sleeve here. Particularly this week, we the big things will be we start out with Mitch Pomerad, president of ACB, and his wife Donna give us their holiday greeting and a bit of a preview of what's going to be some of the big events in ACB in the coming year, 2012. That's followed up by a couple of holiday greetings from some main menu staff members, and Chase Crispin gives us his weekly tech update followed by a few more greetings and david woodridge comes and talks to us some more from vision australia about how to do reading from folders in the dock on the mac with voiceover then a couple of more holiday greetings and uh, david tanner yours truly comes in and starts a two-part review of system access and the system access mobile network and that is a quite full program don't forget that next week we will be doing things a little bit different instead of any new material next week chase and i will be sitting down with you and reviewing some of the top things and the top stories that happened on main menu this year and sharing uh the co-responsibilities for hosting uh, here together uh, on New Year's Eve. And so we hope you have a good holiday week this coming week and will be with us for that show. Right now, let's get on into our coverage for this evening and hopefully you get a lot of very valuable information. Have a great holiday season and we'll see you on down in the throughout program. This is Mitch Pomerantz, President of the American Council of the Blind, and with me is my wife, Donna. Say hi, Donna. Hi, Donna. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some say I'm his better half. I don't know. I think I agree. I wanted to, uh, to include Donna because she's my family and my closest friend because this is the holiday season for all of us. Whether we're here in the United States or listening from somewhere in Europe or in Asia. And we are all family. We're all part of the ACB family. And certainly over the last three months or so, I've learned a lot about the ACB family. For those of you who don't know, I've had some health issues and the support and the uh, concern expressed about uh, my health from the ACB family has been wonderful and uplifting and a great uh, a great uh, help to uh, to both Donna and I 
So because of uh, the last uh, three months or so, I really wanted to focus on the ACB family, regardless of where uh, you live, regardless of where you may be listening. This is the time of year when all of us do uh, pay close attention to family matters. And uh, so I did want to include uh, Donna in this. I want to wish everyone uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, uh, or whatever holiday you choose to, uh, to celebrate. And for a few words, I will turn this over to Donna. Um, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, if, if some celebrate Kwanzaa or whatever else people celebrate uh, coming from the Pomerantz household. Um, a very happy and healthy new year as well. Um, thank you, all of you, for reaching out to us uh, through our trials. And um, I got some very, very good ideas for some people on the uh, email and on some calls um, as to um, how I can try and get Mitch to relax as he gradually starts to gain back some more strength um, because he seems to keep escaping when I try to tie him to his big man chair in the corner. Um, so just wishing each and every one of you a very, very happy new year and happy holidays. Thank you so much for showing me that ACB is definitely um, a family and friends of ACB are also part of that family. I wanted to mention a couple of things. This has been a good year for ACB. Uh, we are involved in uh, helping develop the regulations for the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act. Several of our members are participating on a panel uh, or on a, a working group with the Federal Communications Commission. We are working with the, uh, with the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration on the Pedestrian Safety Enhancement Act in HTSA is uh, developing the guidelines that uh, are required of the legislation. And speaking of pedestrian safety, the Pedestrian Safety Handbook, the updated version, uh, was recently published and uh, will be online shortly if it isn't already. We are beginning to prepare for the 2012 ACB President's Meeting and Legislative Seminar which will begin on the uh, 24th of uh, February, the uh, President's Meeting. I believe the Legislative Seminar is uh, the 25th and 26th, whatever that Sunday and Monday, uh, whatever those dates are, and then we'll be on Capitol Hill on Tuesday. So uh, we, this is a very busy time for the American Council of the Blind uh, Melanie Brunson just returned from Geneva, where the World Intellectual Property Organization had yet another meeting to hammer out language to allow for countries in uh, the rest of the world to have easier access to uh, 
materials from the United States. So a number of things are going on with the organization, and uh, we expect that 2012 will be equally as busy and productive. And of course, we have our national convention coming up this summer, beginning July 9th in Louisville, Kentucky. And I hope that, again, a number of you will uh, be able to attend what will be our 51st annual conference and convention. So uh, those are some of the things that are going on within the ACB family. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year and a prosperous and productive 2012. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu, and I would like to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, for those of you who don't celebrate any holidays this time of year. Just take some time off, since you you may have some time off of work or school or whatever you're doing, just to relax and do whatever you like to do, spend time with your family and friends. For all of you, I hope no matter what you're doing and what holiday you celebrate, this turns out to be a good holiday season. If you get any exciting technology gifts that we haven't demoed here on Main Menu, we would of course be willing to take demos of that device or piece of software when you receive it. And don't forget to listen into next week's Main Menu show as we highlight the major stories of the year. That's basically all I have to say for now. I just wanted to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a week early, a Happy New Year. We'll see you right here as usual this time next week on ACB Radio's Main Menu. Welcome to Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of December 19th, 2011. This week, I only have one item, and this was an announcement from GW Micro. It is GW Micro's Christmas gift this year to all screen reader users. This was the release of an app from GW Micro called GW Skype. This is an accessible app that allows you to work with Skype without even needing to have the actual Skype app installed. The official Skype application changes often and is hard to use in terms of accessibility. GW Skype will give you access to most of the functions of Skype, such as sending and receiving calls, chat messages, creating conference calls, sending and receiving files, and more. However, it does not at this time support sending and receiving video calls, so this is planned for a future enhancement. GW Skype, unlike other accessible Skype programs like Skype Talking, can run without Skype installed. You just need to install that and then log in and you'll be good to go. Because it's made to work with screen readers, it's 100% accessible. It's very simple using all Windows controls and it works with all screen readers. It's not a Windows app, it's a general Windows application. So no matter what screen reader you use, it will work with that screen reader. To learn more about GW Skype or to download it for free today, you can visit www.gwmicro.com. With that, this concludes the very brief tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of December 19th, 2011.
2011. I'm Chase Crispin. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thank you for listening to this week's Tech Update. If you have suggestions for next week's Tech Update, please email chase at acbradio.org. Hi, Main Menu listeners. This is Tim Cummings from the Main Menu production team wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I'm David Tanner, host of Main Menu. I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, to come by and see us at the Main Menu webpage at www.mainmenu.acbradio.org. And while you're there, sign up for our Main Menu Friends mailing list. We'd love to have you on the list and have you input ideas on how we can continue to improve Main Menu. Also, while you're at it, if you have the opportunity, buy and see us on Twitter. You can access us on Twitter at twitter.com slash main menu. following production is brought to you courtesy of Vision Australia. For additional information about Vision Australia, you can visit them on their website at www.visionaustralia.com. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this demonstration, I want to show you how to quickly check items or launch the items in your application documents or downloads folder that are on your dock using voiceover so i've currently got my macbook turned on voiceover is running and as usual i like to start from a known position on my computer so let's do shift vod d for desktop which is a voiceover command to jump to the desktop remembering that the vo keys are the control and option keys held down together so shift VOD for desktop. Desktop, Dropbox alias, selected alias. And I've landed on my Dropbox alias, which is a shortcut to take me to my Dropbox folder. Let's go to the dock with VOD, D for dock. Dropbox alias, so dock, downloads folder 70 of 72. And I'm already on my downloads folder. Now, if you weren't on that, I'll just type in FIN. Finder. Running one of seventy-two. I'm on the finder now. We could just do VO right arrow to go right across to downloads, but as I just demonstrated, if you type in a few characters, you can jump to the item on the dock. So I'm going to type in DOW downloads folder seventy of seventy-two. Now what we want to do is in the context menu, which we can bring up with Shift VOM. I want to get down to an option which is to display or view the items, in this case in the downloads folder, in a list. 
because at the moment, if I wanted to view my items now, straight away without making any changes, if I just press the up arrow, so I'm now pressing my up arrow key, and absolutely nothing's happening. Because the option, which is the list, which needs to be checked, by default, I find is actually not active, i.e. it's not checked. Either the fan, grid, or auto is checked, which actually stops you tracking with voiceover the highlighted items when you press the up arrow. So let's bring up the context menu with Shift VOM. Menu, 16 items. And we want to get down to the list. I'm just going to type in LI. List. And we're going to check that with VO spacebar. And as you can tell, that didn't say checked. If I do VO down arrow to go down an item. Check mark, automatic. Automatic was actually on. That's why that up arrow before didn't work. So VO up arrow. List. VO spacebar. Finder, closing menu, downloads folder 70 of 72. Now, even though it said downloads folder, which you would assume back on your dock, the focus doesn't seem to be there. So what I'm going to do is just go back to the dock again with the same VOD dock command for voiceover. Dropbox alias stock downloads folder 70 of 72. Now, this time if I press the up arrow. Menu, 28 items. We've brought up a whole menu, which includes all the items in my downloads folder. So if I press, press the down arrow by itself. 2011041.doc. 201104 2011.04.doc and so on and if I wanted to access any of those files quickly of course I could just do VO spacebar which is the perform action command which would open that up in the appropriate application that's associated with that file so basically under your context menu for applications documents or downloads folders if you check on the list item in the context menu which you get to by doing shift VOM you can quickly view the items in any of those folders, which saves you going into them directly. So I hope it's been of some use to folks. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Hello fellow ACB Radio Main Menu listeners, my name is Shane Davidson. I'm here today to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And if you don't celebrate the Christmas season, Happy Holidays just the same. It's been great serving you and the blind community for the past year in 2011, and I will continue to produce and come up with segments in 2012, and I hope you'll find them just as informative as you did in 2011. For ACB Radio's main menu, I'm Shane Davidson. Tanner. On behalf of myself, Chase Crispin, our executive producer, and the entire Main Menu staff, we'd like to wish you a happy holidays and all the best for the new year.
right, I want to start a discussion with you and review with you today on System Access and the System Access Mobile Network. This is the second part of our series that we're doing on standalone assistive technologies that include more than just assistive technology. If you've been listening to Main Menu for a few months, you'll know that a couple of months ago I did a review for you of Dolphin Guide, which included speech and large print assistive technology built into the package and also in, then included email and calendar and quite a number of other things. Uh, it had an mp3 player. You could play CDs and DVDs with it and all sorts of other things. This time in system access we're going to be looking both at system access as an assistive technology and the other things that come along with system access. Some come along with the basic package and most are add-on features that you can add on to get additional features but work seamlessly together if you do add on the other parts which would mean you would not have to have a separate screen reader a large print a braille or speech access such as something like jaws or zoom text you'd be doing it all with system access so that everything works basically the same regardless of where you are in the system access package whatever system access package you have and there are a number of different packages available. Uh, just to go through uh, what some of those packages are uh, fairly quickly so you have an idea of what we're talking about here. The place a beginner may want to start would be with something called System Access to Go. System Access to Go is free, and here's the way System Access to Go works. You have to have an internet connection. You then can log on to the website www.satogo.com, and on that page, it will let you install a free copy of System Access, which you can use as long as you want for free as long as you're connected to the internet. Now, when you first get onto the website, uh, once you get the screen reader installed, it is going to want you to sign up for a free account with them. The reason for that being if you sign up for a free account with them, then each time you use system access uh, to go, you can log into your account and any adjustments you have made, any changes you've made to the size of your large print, to the way your screen reader reads, Needs, uh, to whatever settings you may have set with a refreshable braille display if you have one. Those have all been saved for you and uh, from your last session and so now when you come back on you have access to those and it will come back up the way you originally had it set. If you do not set up a free account you can use the product uh, and you can use it for free but you'll have to reset your settings any of the settings that you want to change from what they are as a default when it comes up those you'll have to reset each time you use the system access to go. Uh, but it is a full-fledged screen reader. It has, as I say, speech output, large print output, and you can also use a refreshable braille display with it. So that's system access to go. Once you have worked with that for a while, and maybe you say, well, I think this really is what I want to use for my screen reader, then you can start looking at the different packages that can be purchased. 
The least expensive is the system access for Atom processors, which basically means it's for use only on your little netbook computers that you can buy uh, in a lot of the electronic stores and many of the discount stores carry the netbooks. And um, they all have a Atom processor uh, as the main processor in the netbook. And so it's very easy for the system access software to check and make sure that you are using a qualifying netbook because all it needs to do is check and see if the computer you're using has an Atom processor. If it does have an Atom processor, then you can use the uh, netbook or Atom processor version of System Access. And it's only right around $150 purchase that. But you can only use it on one computer at a time, on one netbook at a time, and you uh, can only access it and run it on that computer or you could log in using your account information login information you could use it with system access your access with system access to go all right so that's then the second level the next level up lets you install copies of system access on any pc whether it is a netbook or just a windows desktop computer or a tower computer and you can install it on two machines uh, and one of them will be designated as your server and then there also can be a second one and you can change what computers you use if you get a new computer or need to use it on another computer and that you then what you have been using uh, there is a way through the menus and in your account to change uh, and manage exactly which computers will you be using with system access the next level up then um, and we're now at uh, with the, the version I just spoke of you're at around $399 for an additional about $200 you can now have system access also on a flash drive that you carry around in your pocket and you can walk up to any Windows computer that has Windows XP, Windows Vista or Windows 7 and use your system access on that computer. Uh, unlimited and fully licensed when you pull the thumb drive back out of the computer uh, there is no trace that you ever used a screen reader on that computer it doesn't modify anything program runs completely from your thumb drive slash flash drive and uh, there is no uh, changes made to any of the software in the computer then the I'll call it the final level would be to have the USB drive where you can use your screen reader any place just by plugging in your drive uh, also again there you also can install it on two uh, computers that you would like to have system access on all time and now where you will be adding what is called the system access mobile network which gets you email it gets you uh, access to newspapers it gets you access to uh, over a thousand audio described movies and tv programs and a lot of other uh, audio described information and uh, you can create your own web page once you have system access mobile network if you want to and a number of other things and we'll take a little bit of look at that uh, system access mobile network in the second part of this review this first part will be strictly about screeners all right i think that should pretty well explain the the basics let's go ahead now and let's move to a windows laptop computer that i have here that i have system access installed on and let's start taking a look at uh, system access and see what it has to offer 
All right, now we're going to use the system access key, which is the caps lock key, a key to the left of the A. We're going to hold that down and hit the letter F to get into our system access menu. System access menu. Connect to the system access mobile network. F. And let's go through our system access menu, the main menu here. And I am running a copy of system access that uh, includes the ability to have it on two computers and also on a USB drive just so that you know what I am exactly using. Uh, so the package I am using is the system access mobile package and it's called the mobile package because it includes the USB drive but I am not using it with USB drive. I actually have a copy of system access installed on this computer. All right we have just come into the, the menu and we're setting on a choice to log into the system access mobile network. We're not going to do that right now. I'm going to hit my down arrow. Preferences, P. All right, and our second choice is preferences. And we're going to be going in there in just a couple of minutes after we explore our menu, main menu here. DocuScan Plus, D. Uh, DocuScan Plus, that is a software that originally started as a very simple scanning software that would just basically let you scan a document, read it, and save it as the text file. And it last year uh, in uh, well late 2009 should I 2010 should I say uh, they Saratech people decided to uh, greatly expand the program and uh, actually made it where you can uh, purchase it uh, separately as DocuScan Plus and it uh, was reviewed last summer on main menu if you have some interest in that you might want to go to www.mainmenu.acbradio.com org and go back and if you look back i believe it was around the first part of june that uh, that the docuscan plus was reviewed all right and uh since i do have docuscan plus it appears on my menu and we could go in there and scan documents and do all kinds of things with uh again that is an add-on and if you're only buying um the system access uh access package and the mobile uh maybe the mobile network and you haven't uh purchased just the DocuScan Plus for the additional $299, then you would not have access to DocuScan Plus. Okay, again, it's an add-on. Remote control another computer, dot, dot, dot. Okay, See. remote control another computer. That is one of the really nice things with system access. You can um, either use this to log on to another computer that you have system access on and be able to have control of that computer, or the other thing you can do is if you uh, want to help a friend with their computer and they have system access, you can uh, log on to their computer and, and help them remotely uh, and they can do likewise with you uh, so that you could uh, work back and forth on a project even. Let's say you were a uh, teacher and you have system access and your student has system access. Then if you needed to, you could get onto their computer and help them with with something or show them how to do something on their particular on their computer or if they, they needed something repaired that you could do that
that. So there's all kinds of neat uses for that. All right, let's go on down our menu. My account dot dot dot. There is hey. where I could get into my account and make any changes that I needed to make into my in my account um, without even logging on to the system access mobile app. Set up a U3 smart drive. All right, U. because I do have the mobile account, there is a choice here for me to set up a smart drive. So then I would have system access on a thumb drive that I can carry with me and use anywhere I want again. Submit a program that works well with system access. Okay, e. this choice would let me go in and let me uh, tell the people at Saratech that uh, own system access and make system access about some software that I've found that works particularly well with system access. And as you may know, there are literally thousands upon thousands of uh, software packages out there for Windows, and there's no way that System Access can know exactly all of the software that does work or doesn't work. So they're always glad to have you let them know and have their users let them know that they have found another uh, software package that does work well with System Access. And so that's what that's for. Help and Tutorials sub-menu. All right, Help and Tutorials. There is when I, where I can actually go in and I can look and see what kind of help I have there and uh, a brief look at that would show you that there is a complete review of the features and functions and how to use uh, the features and functions and all the different parts of system access and that gets added to anytime you add another piece to your system access all right shut down system access and, and then there's shut down system access and I'm gonna to go up with my arrow and then come back down and let you hear that again. Help and shut down system access. Modifier plus F4. Alright, when they say modifier, that is the caps lock key. I said it was the system access key. They actually call it the modifier key. So, if I wanted to shut down system access, uh, other than just coming into it here on the menu, I actually could hold down what they call the modifier key, the caps lock key, and hit F4, and when asked me if I want to shut system access down, I could say yes and it would just go away. All right. Connect to the system access mobile network. And I hit yes. my down arrow and I'm back at the top of my menu. All right. We're going to go now and take a look at our preferences to give you some ideas about all of the different things that you can set up on system access. Preferences. So I down P. arrow and I'm on preferences down. I'm going to hit enter. System access preferences. System access preferences. One, general preferences. And my first thing is general preferences. And let's just just go down this menu of preferences first and I'll kind of fill you in on some of them that maybe we don't really need time to take time to go through uh, or have time to go through. So we will look at general preferences here in a bit. Two, link colon, text hyphen to hyphen speech preferences. We will look at setting text to speech preferences. Three, link colon, screen magnification preferences. We'll look a bit at screen magnification preferences. Four, link colon, braille preferences. And braille preferences. Five, link colon, font and color preferences. We'll look a little bit of the font color preferences. Six, link colon, password manager. Okay, we aren't really going to look at password manager to here today in this part of a review. Let's just say it's a way that you can go in and change the password on your account and uh, take care of any password things that you need to take care of with your account. Seven, link colon, startup preferences. Startup preferences, what that does is let you go in and say, okay, I want speech at the login screen. Uh, so if I have a password on my computer, I'll have speech when I get prompted for my username and password. Uh, I can also say, 
well, I wanted it to log in screen, and of course, I want it to come up automatically after the computer is fully booted up. Okay, now I'm going to down arrow. Hey, link colon, manage my home server. Manage my home server. Uh, very simply put, you're allowed to have, uh, with a regular system access account of any kind, you're allowed to have two computers, and you assign one of those to be your main home server, and then your second computer is your alternate computer. And that again, because of the remote remote uh, feature in system access, you can be remote with your remote laptop or whatever, your second computer. And if you have your server turned on, the one you have designated in your server settings as being your server computer, uh, it's a very simple thing to remote into your server and be able to do anything on your server PC that you would might want to do, uh, copy files, run programs, basically just like you're setting that at the keyboard at your computer. So that's all we really need to say about that menu choice. Let's go on down. Sync preferences, link. Sync preferences has to do with a very neat feature in system access, and that being that uh, if you, particularly it's nice if you are using the system access mobile network, I, I can go into the mobile network and I can do email and uh, after I've read an email, I can choose to sync the email that I've saved and have it saved on my uh, computer. Uh, I can uh, go to the area where I can uh, listen to audio described movies and I can sync a movie, download a movie to my computer. But if I have a device like a Victor Reader Stream or a BookSense or one of the uh, several other uh, of the uh, Daisy players, portable Daisy players um, that they support, and I believe they do Victor Reader Stream, they do BookSense, the Icon, they do uh, the BookCourt Plus from uh, APH, and PlexTalk, and any, if you have any one of those, you can set your sync preferences so that you could, for example, listen to a described movie, and then say, I'd like to have that synced to my BookCourt, and then you would go and give the commands that you need to to have it synced, and it would know because you got in here and sent your sync preferences, it would know what device to sync it to and where to sync it to on that device. So that's what sync preferences is all about. Socializer preferences, blink. All right, our next choice is socializer preferences, and uh, system access does support and will allow you to use uh, Facebook and Twitter both through system access and gives you uh, good access to both. And so you can go in and set your socializer preferences here for uh, any preferences that you want uh, as far as using Facebook or Twitter. All right. Manage machines. Blink. Again, manage machines uh, has to do with uh, assigning or a particular computer to be your server or your alternate computer. And you can go any in any time and change that from one computer to another as far as which one's the server or what computer the server is on and so forth. Close link. And there's our close link to close our uh, main preference menu. Desktop list. And Recycle now I'm back out to the selected. desktop. All right, I'm back into my preferences menu and I'm on the top choice. And Text that is 
General one Preferences. Eleven. I'm going to go ahead and hit Enter there. General Preferences. Key Echo. Checkbox. Check. Okay, we're going to have a number of checkboxes to choose or not choose certain preferences, and then there will be a couple of places where we'll have a pick list that we need to pick from. This first choice is Key Echo, and that is very simple. If I check it, when I type, I will hear each letter I type. And I like to have that on because uh, if I am typing and I hear a mistake, I can go back immediately and fix it. So I like to have that on. You may prefer to not hear every key that you type as you type it. So you could leave that unchecked. And it uh, would not tell you when you hit each letter what you hit. All right, let's tap to the next choice. Word echo. Checkbox. Not checked. Yeah, if I check word echo and I also have key uh echo enabled. I will hear everything as I type it at the end of a word if I hit the space bar or if I put a period or some other punctuation it's going to say the word I just typed. And now some people like that. Uh, some few people. Uh, myself, I once I've typed the word I don't want to hear the word repeated to me. So I leave that turned off. You can check that if that's something you wanted to do. And some people what they'll do is turn off the key echo but have it so that word echo is turned on so so that they hear that word that they just finished typing, but they didn't hear each key as they typed it. All right, let's tab again. Link alert type and list tone. All right, link alert type. Uh, and what the this is is if I'm on a web page uh, or a page that has uh, links in it like a web page, uh, what kind of an alert do you want to know? Let you know that you're on a link. Uh, the it's currently set for tone. Let's see what happens if I down arrow word. Okay, it could say a word, it could say link, or uh, I could turn it off so I don't get alerted when I find a link. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to up arrow to word and set it word. word. So that if I come to a link, it's going to tell me I'm on a link. All right, let's tab one across. Optional messages, colon, list, alternate voice. All right, if I hear uh, other voices, other messages other than what I'm working on, uh, regardless of what the message is, uh, what do I want to do? about that? Do I want to have it spoken to me? Uh, how do I want it spoken so that I know it's something different? Uh, and let's see what we got here. Our first choice uh, is, uh, the first choice off. is off. Uh, it's not going to tell me if an alert comes up. Same voice. Second Two choice three. is same voice. Alternate voice. And the third choice is alternate voice. Well, I kind of like it where I have an alternate voice. So if some optional message comes up, uh, I hear it in a different voice. So I know that something else is going on and some messages appeared that would necessarily be in what I'm doing. And this may need some special attention. For example, maybe a message comes up that says the computer has decided to it's time to do some Windows updates. And if you've used a computer for very much, you find out that uh, Windows sometimes has a mind of its own and decides it wants to do things that you don't really want it to do right then. And, um, well, it's at least nice for it to let you know. And we want our screen reader then obviously to be set so that if something like that does happen, uh, we're going to get told that it's happening. <laughs> All right. And so you could choose any one of those. Of course, you could choose not to have it announce those. You could have it say it, but in the same voice. And maybe you would catch it and maybe you'd not. But if you have it in an alternate voice, you're more likely to get it's going to draw your attention and you're going to uh, do something about it, whatever needs to be done. 
And let's tap. Read tooltips colon list always. All right. A lot of times you'll get tooltips on the screen, and this may be like a help message that says, okay, you're on a certain thing, and uh, you can do this uh, or that. And so do I want to hear tooltips? Uh, well, how do I want to hear them? And let's see what our choice is here. It said on always. Always. In virtual mouse only. Okay, virtual mouse would mean that I do only read tooltips if I have my mouse turned on, which is similar uh, to in other screen readers, they sometimes call it a review mode. Off. Or One, turn off where I wouldn't hear tooltips. Well, I kind of want to be able to hear tooltips in case I need that information. So I'm going to go back to choice number three and have it always read tooltips. In virtual mouse, always. All right. Three, three. And I down arrow and up arrow through those choices. And let's tab again. Simplified menus. Checkbox. Checked. All right. Simplified menus. Um, simplified menus, what that does is uh, it gives you less complicated menus and uh, a ch chance to uh, uh, not have as many complicated things to maybe have to figure out. Particularly in the beginning when you're first starting to use system access, that's probably a good choice to take. Uh, later on, you may not want simplified it. And let's tap again. Working sound, colon, list, click. Okay, Two, working three. sound. And what working sound is, is it's a sound that gets made uh, when the computer is busy doing something. And generally, you can figure if there's a working sound, that means you need to wait for the computer to do whatever it's doing uh, before you can uh, do anything else. And our choices are our click, off, off. And classic, and classic which is uh, a special sound that System Access uses that uh, pretty much indicates it's, it's busy doing something and just leave it alone. I don't particularly care for that. You may. You can try these different choices. Uh, I and At the point, I want to know it's doing something, but I don't want this crazy noise going on all, all the time. So click. For me, I choose Two, click. Make the system access browser the default browser button. All right. System access does have a built-in internet browser, and you can choose to use it as your web browser if you want. Uh, I don't choose to do that, but a lot of you do, particularly in the beginning, because it is somewhat simpler and easier to use. Okay, button. And there's my okay button. Then I finished all the general preferences. System access preferences. Enter there. System access preferences. List general preferences. All right, and it takes me back to my menu of preferences, and I'm on general preferences. I'm going to hit my tab key. No other links or form field. Text hyphen to hyphen speed preferences. And so I down arrow. Two of eleven. And my second one is text to speech preferences. I'm going to hit enter there. Text hyphen to hyphen speed references. Text hyphen to hyphen speech engine colon. Draw hyphen to list. Phonics text are left for NU.S. English right for N. All right, and the default speech synthesizer for system access is uh, DACTalk. Uh, and it is the Dank Talk US uh, speech. And we're going to leave it there for now, but that will vary according to whether you've bought extra voices for your screen reader or system access. And uh, you can choose the Microsoft SAPI voices, which will then also give you some different voices. And uh, there is at least one of those built into your computer, depending on whether you're working in XP or working in Vista. Windows 7. If you're in Vista or Windows 7, it's going to be Microsoft 
Anna, you're going to in if you're in XP, you're going to get Sam uh, and Mary and possibly a third. All right. So we're going to just leave it on the deck top because that's what you're going to hear when you first get it. And you can go from there and choose what you want to do. If you want to buy additional synthesizers from Sarah Tech, you can do that. They offer a number of different ones for different prices. And you can, so you can take a look at that as you think you need it. All right. Let's tab again. Voice colon list. Paul. All right, and now we have a choice of voices, and with Stack Talk, you've got nine different voices you can choose from, and that's why it said that Paul was one of nine. And we won't go through those right now, but you would just up and down the arrow until you found the voice you want, and then tab on your next choice. We're going to go ahead and tab on a choice. All right, now I'm going to tab on to my next thing here. Faster button. And I have a faster button, and that will make my speech go faster. So if I hit the enter key there, this is a test of your speech settings. And if I hit it again. This is a test of your speech settings. Each time I hit it, it goes a little faster. And maybe I don't want it that fast. Uh, particularly if I'm a new user, I probably don't gonna want it to go real fast. So I'm going to tab again. Slower button. And there's my slower button. Let's hit enter there. This is a test of your speech settings. And let's hit it one more time. This is a test of your speech settings. And that slowed it back down a little bit. And let's tab on again to our next choice here. Higher button. All right. Higher would make my pitch higher. And if I tab onto the next one, lower button. and that would lower the pitch of the voice. And now on some voices that you can use with system access, you won't have a choice to change the pitch because of the kind of synthesizer it is. It may be set a particular pitch and it wouldn't let you change it. And so that could be missing if you're using a different synthesizer other than deck talk. Punctuation colon list most. All right. How four. much punctuation do I want it to say? I have it set on most. I'm going to up arrow first. Some. Some punctuation, but not all. None. Uh, none would be read no punctuation. And then my last choice down at the bottom is all. All. Four and four. that means I want it to read all punctuation. And unfortunately, that's a little misleading because when you set it for all, it's going to read everything, including spaces between words. And you may or may not want to hear those spaces between words. So uh, myself, I set it for most most of the time most and that's uh, where i am going to set it for myself you may want it somewhere else and there may be times that you don't want to hear any punctuation uh particularly let's say you are just wanting to read through a document you're not going to do any typing you're just going to read through something and you really don't want to hear the punctuation in so you could go in and turn that off temporarily raise the pitch when reading a capital letter check box check okay we're going to get a number of choices here about what to do when we come to a capital letter. In this case, if I check this one, I'm going to get a raise in the pitch of the speech momentarily. That lets me know there's a capital letter there. And so it just, instead of telling me there's a capital letter there, it just, just raises the pitch of the voice a bit. And that tells me, oh, okay, you've got a letter there that's capitalized. All right. Say the word quote cap quote when reading a capital letter. Checkbox not checked. All right. With this choice, instead of it just raising the pitch, it actually says, let's say you have the word boy, it was a capital B or cap B, and you'd know that there you were on a capital B or that that was like, say, the first letter in the word boy. All right. Beep when reading a capital letter. Checkbox not checked. Or you could have it beep. And then when, when you hear a beep, you know you have a capital letter there. That's another choice. And I have it on raise the pitch. So uh, you can choose whatever one you want there. Okay. Button. And there's our okay button. System access. 
Access preferences. And I hit my enter System access key. preferences. List text hyphen to hyphen speech preferences. And I'm on two of eleven. Back on my text to speech preferences. I'm going to down arrow. Screen magnification preferences. And here's screen Three magnification preferences. And let's go take a look in there. No other links or screen magnification preferences. Magnify the screen. Checkbox. Not checked. Okay, our first choice is magnify the screen. If I check mark this, that turns on the large print. As long as that's not checked, I don't have large print. And I really don't want large print, but let's turn that on so we can see what our choices are. Checked. And I just hit the space bar to check it. And let's tab. Larger button. Alright, here's a button to make the, uh, by hitting the button, we enlarge the print. And the next button. Smaller button. Would make the print smaller and the large print uh, on system access it'll only let you go up to 6x yeah that's the highest you can go the largest you can go but one of the nice things is that it starts at one which is your normal print and each time you hit the button it advances up by a quarter so you would go one 1.25 1 1.5 1 1.75 and two right on up all the way to six uh if you Inverse colors in the make it smaller then it would be the smaller same thing button and all right let's go on to our next choice here invert colors in the magnified image checkbox not checked all right you can invert the colors in the on the screen and if you do that you basically have a, ne a, a negative image for some people depending on their eye condition that they may find that works better for them turn off magnification in the sa mobile network browser checkbox checked all right you can turn off the magnifier if you're using the uh, browser built into system access you can turn off the magnification in there if you want uh, it, depending on what it is you're going to do and whether you think you'll need the large print or not when you're in the browser okay button. and there's our okay button. system access preferences system access preferences list screen magnification preferences all right and Real we're going to go down again braille preferences braille preferences let's go in and see what we got there real quick braille preferences braille translation table colon list english left or mu dot Yes, right for Andrei 2, 16 of 45. Okay, uh, so we're set for Braille preferences of U.S. Braille, grade 2 Braille, and there are a total of 45 different choices there. We're not going to go through all those right now, but needless to say, there's everything from com U.S. Computer Braille and grade 1 Braille, grade 2 Braille, and then there's U.K. Braille and French Braille and all kinds of Braille that you could pick from. Keep text hyphen to hyphen speech enabled while a Braille display is connected. Checkbox checked. Okay, keep your speech on while you're using Braille, and I have that checked for yes, which would be fine uh, for sometimes if you were in a meeting though, and you didn't want the speech on, you just wanted to be able to see what's on the screen with Braille, you could uncheck that so you wouldn't have the speech running at the same time as the Braille, and you'd just be accessing everything with Braille. Okay, button. And there's my okay. System access preferences. System access preferences. List Braille preferences. And let's go down again. For font and color preferences. Alright, font Five color. 11. Let's go in and see what we have there. Font and color preferences. Font size left per end points right per end colon. Draw python down list 22. Alright, <laughs> I can choose the point size of my print. Um, so maybe uh, instead of using a large of a lot of large print, uh, I use choosing the point size of my font instead and that is one of these drop down lists and when you have that, you basically hold down the alt key and hit one of the up arrow or the down arrow to go through the list. We won't go there right now. Font colon, draw python down list, Arial. You can choose a particular font that you want to use that maybe is easier for 
you to read. And in that case, if you do that, what happens is, regardless of what font might be on the screen actually, if you tell it to use that font only that you have chosen, then regardless of the original font, it will put it in the font you want. Right now, if I were to tell it to, to use only the font that's chosen here, every every font, every character on the screen would be in Arial. Foreground color colon draw Python down list black. I can choose my foreground color. That would be like the color of your letters. So right now it's set that I would have black letters and my background. Background color colon draw Python down list white. And my background color is white uh, the way it's chosen now. So it would be typical the way you would see things in a book with black letters and a white background. A lot of uh, visually impaired people and choose to have it the other way because it's easier for them to read white letters on a back black background. So you can easily choose that and change that here. Unvisited link color colon draw Python down list blue. And you can choose a certain color for your cursor. And here it's chosen to be blue. Visit link color colon draw Python down list navy. And you can choose another color and in this case the color that's chosen is navy blue. Always use my preferred colors. Checkbox not checked. And here I can say always use my chosen colors with a check box and I don't have that check. You can check it if you won't need it that way. Always use my preferred font. Check box not check. And we just talked about checking this box to say always use my chosen font. Always use my preferred font size. Check box not check. And there we can choose to say always choose my always use my chosen font size so that even if the print actually that's actually on the screen should be smaller it's going to make it larger up to the point size that you want it. Okay. And button. there's my okay again. System access preferences. System access preferences. List font and color preferences. And let's down Password manager. And we're down to password 11. manager and these choices below here we've already covered earlier so I won't go through those. And so at this point I am just going to tab on through. No other links or form field. Manage my home server. Well, arrow on through. Sync preference. Socializer prep. Manage machines. No other links or form fields. And hit enter. New window. Manage machines. Rename button. And I can rename machines. Set as primary Set button. As primary machine. Unregister button. Unregister. Back to the start. Manage machines. List. This machine colon. David Tanner hyphen PC left per end primary right per end. And I really don't want to do anything there, so I'm just going to escape out. System access preferences. System access preferences. List. Manage machines. And I'm going to go ahead now and escape out of my preferences menu. I've taken care of everything I need to take care of in the preferences menu and as you start button all right and I escape down and I'm setting on the start button now and I'm back in Windows 7. As you can see, there's quite a lot you can choose and a lot of adjusting you can do to your speech, your large print, and uh, some choices you can make in your refreshable Braille choices. That should give you a pretty good idea of the different kinds of system access. And this review here of the preferences should give you a pretty good idea of the kinds of th choices you can make. And there are some pretty specific choices, maybe not as many as you would get in, in a regular standalone screen reader but uh, quite a lot and so you do have some pretty good flexibility there that ends part one we'll be back for part two next time
that's going to about do it for this week on Main Menu. Thank you again for being with us. You have a great holiday week this coming week, and we'll see you back here next week on Main Menu for our special New Year's Eve show. 